gotta fix something. Gotta fix it. This is not session one. This is like session half. And we'll need a name later on, so... Alrighty. Uh, I have no idea if this is gonna work. Hey, it's working. Determined. Alright. Nice. Alright, welcome to the game, guys. Uh, we are all live on the interweebs. So, um, stop saying your pin number over and over again, Carl. That's really... One, two, three, four. That's really... Password. Pin. Password. Password. <laughs> My secret. The secret password is secret. Um, so, it looks like you're, like, you're, like, a luck guy. Like, there's a light right behind your eye there, Carl. Just, ting! That's this right, is when yeah. Carl finally cracks and plays a bard. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever played a bard. A multi-class bard. Ooh. That could uh, could be good. All right, so we're going to be doing uh, session one half because I couldn't hold off uh, playing as Gordon was just saying. <laughs> I was like, gotta start gaming. So thanks very much. Uh, I'm going to be the DM and these guys are going to be uh, playing. So I'm excited. Now we're doing new characters, not the ones from Session Zero. Session? 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 Session. That's right. That's exactly like that. Is que tu peux parler français, Gordon? Gordon. Un petit peu. Allo! All right. It's a French game. That's what it is. No. There's no damn way I could do that. I would love to, but I'm not that good. I'm not that good. I am. I don't want to show him up. Well, there you go, Carl. <laughs> Carl's the DM, and I'll no, play no, I don't some, the some kind of bard. I mean, we really don't need to. Anyway, <clears throat> so in anticipation of starting a campaign next, uh, not next week, the week after. No, wait. This coming Friday is Christmas, and the following Friday is New Year's, so we can't start our Friday games on those. So, um. We're going to do a new campaign on January 7th. So uh, catch us live if you get the chance. We're also on YouTube and the uh, Twitch at the same time. Because just cuts. Just cuts. Yeah, kick them to the curb. Affiliate. But anyway, uh, so we were going to roll some characters and do some stuff. So let's get that party started, guys. Uh, so uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about... Um, about yourself selves uh, and uh, I will try to uh, get the tech side working while you do that so go ahead uh, let's start with Carl as in me me or well if as you want character me we already learned your pin so I mean yeah. there are no secrets now no but um, uh, <laughs> about your character, character I guess or, or right. you character's name is Torig Torig Ungard he is uh He's an oddity in that uh, he is a dwarven wizard employed um, by the local law firm. Um, enter name here, I don't know yet. <laughs> short, short, uh, and shorterson. That's right, so uh, very adamant, very ambitious to climb the corporate ladder. And uh, obviously follows rules, but All right. rules to his benefit. Now, 
I suspect in this world that we're in, it's the same world as the one we talked about in Session Zero, um, so that's probably going to be something like uh, the Mage Tower. Yeah. Like, that, that'd be the corporation, right? I thought he was going to be joining up with the Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, you, well, can, you can if you want. No. Really? Nah. I mean, I've mm. started Stranger Campaigns, and you know that, Gordon. Oh, I do. But yeah. I, I, I suspect that we're on the Mage Tower side. Yeah, sure. What do we need? They're evil enough. <laughs> they don't need any help being evil. What are the two factions, though? Like, what are the actual names? Is one the Honestly, Mage Tower and one's Inquisition? Uh, for now, that that is what it is, because uh, I haven't named any of them. In fact, oh. that uh, brings us to the first interactive part of our game, is that I like turning to the internet to make up some names. So either of you guys can make su suggestions. Or if there is people watching live, I'm not even watching chat. Um, but you're welcome to make suggestions, and we'll make it part of the uh, the game. It, worst case scenario, it's a nickname for one of these uh, factions. Best case scenario, it could be like the real deal. So for now, let's just call one of them. I don't know. Well, what do you what do you think? I kind of like the Mage Towers. So there's maybe different towers, but they're right. loose alliance. That makes sense. And then you have the Inquisition, where it's you have the Inquisitors, and they're they're humans first. All right. That's like pretty straightforward. Unless someone can have a better has like some more fancy name for it, but I I love that. It also means that um, I was right to begin with. Aha. Um, so you're going to be playing who tonight? I am going to be playing, um, his name is Talithar. He's a half-elf and paladin um, of Conquest. And he is a faction agent, and his faction is one of the Mage Towers. Nice. I, I love it when you lean into it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So he's very much a proponent of defeating the Inquisition. And um, I assume that he is working with his compatriot, when it, uh, Torig, when it comes to the current Cold War in terms of that said Cold War. I love As it. As there's ongoing okay. negotiations and and treaties happening, he's, he's probably traveling with Torig for one such event. And probably trying to um, tilt things either towards more favorable conditions or towards war. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. All right, so that is our two players tonight. You, I'm used to more lead time, uh, but I will fix things as we go. So just ignore the empty map uh, windows. I'm just gonna. Ah, no, 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 ah, ah, damn it. Okay, there we go. So tonight, we're going to be doing um, sort of a session half. It's not a, it's not, it's not part of the characters that we just drew up last time. Um, this is going to be uh, something else. So without further ado, I think we're going to dive in uh, to tonight's game for some Dungeons and Dragons. Let's do credit roll, or not credit roll, uh, intro, and then we'll get started. Here we go.
You find yourselves at a kingdom, kingdom divided. There are, as mentioned, two different fraction, factions. Words. Uh, two different factions at war, although on the down low. Well, are they at war or are they just on the edge of it? It's hard to tell sometimes. But tonight you find yourselves traveling members of the faction aligned, a loose alliance known as the Mage Towers. There are several uh, scattered throughout the different uh, areas of the kingdom. Many of them on, on islands, but a few of them, uh, or at least one of them, on the mainland, allowing uh, trade and people to uh, travel around a little bit more freely. The opposition is often known as the Inqu uh, the Inquisitors, and they tend to have quite a naval presence. And as such, they tend to control a lot of the port cities. Those are the most dangerous regions for members of your faction to travel. You find yourselves, after many months of travel, inland, safely scooting around some of the more controlled ports, taking a long, winding road out and around and down, until you can finally begin to get to your destination, the city known as Tazvrel. You're still probably the better part of a week away from Tezrel. I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, and you're traveling together. You've known each other for a pretty good... I mean, you've been at least traveling together for a while. You may have known each other for even longer than that. The wizard and the paladin. The negotiator and the other kind of negotiator at the end of a sword. You find yourselves traveling through a wooded area, just having crested over some mountains a few, uh, about a week prior, and down into the valley, approaching the city of Tazvarel. The way the season is warm, it's um, late summer, and you can hear the animals and the the, the birds and the and the the hissing insects, the cicada type. Uh, analogs buzzing in the background as you're walking through the pleasant valley. Up ahead, uh, actually, we're going to start with a perception check. Can I get a perception Wait. check? Oh. Hold on, are we rolling their stats yet? Oh, yeah! I forgot it's that. Like... We wanted to do that yeah. part, didn't we? Holy moly, man. Slow is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's Slow your roll. We got to roll. Okay, my bad. Roll. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Like... How is he going to weave this in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you to roll for your strength. Actually, um, yeah, yeah, let's let's do this. <laughs> do this. Okay, okay, okay. I love it. Let's uh, let's do this. So go ahead and make your roll. I think it'll show up. Uh, uh, okay, and that's... you're rolling up your characters. Okay. First 46. I'm just going to fix it so it shows up on screen a little nicer. These are brand new characters to this campaign, even though... 46? So it's 46. It's a standard D&D character build. 46. 
drop the lowest, and then do it seven times, and then keep the top six. And then you can assign them how you wish. So we got 12, 12, 13, 11, so... Oh, that's terrible. And that's nine. That one's gonna get dropped. <laughs> Gordon just rolled a seven. <laughs> one, two, three. Uh, Twelve. Whoa! Whoa! That would be... That? Oh, that's a 16. 16. Oh, that looks so nice. Carl got a, another 13. And Gordon got a 20, but you got to drop the lowest, so it's only 16. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I I'm just narrating. Whoa! Carl. 18. That's a, a well, 22, but That's drop the lowest is, is 18. a full great, 18 great for job. Carl. Intelligence. Intelligence. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's done right there. All right, we need a few more rolls. Fifteen. Well, looks like I'm not going five charisma this time. <laughs> Alright, Gordon got a thirteen. Carl got a what was that, a fifteen? Nice. Yep. Couple more for both of you. Or it's at five each, yep. right? Gordon got a a thirteen. And Carl One got a twelve. Alright, and you get one more each, I think. Yep. Alright, so far Lois is 9 for me, so... And that is a 14. Ooh, you yes. called it on yourself there, Carl. <laughs> Alright, I'm happy with a low 9. Uh, low 8. Alright. <laughs> and Gordon no, no, but... got a 14? Did you get nothing yep. over 17 there, Gordon? Nope, my highest was a 16. All right. So I'm going to make the same deal I made with everybody else, uh, if you remember from Session Zero. If you want to keep that 7, the lowest 7, then I will let you roll a d4, and you can add that to any stat of your choice. But you have to take the low 7. Nope. Nope. Ah. <laughs> no. All right, all right. So, just for the at-home listeners, I'm gonna. Gordon ended up with a 12, 12, 7, 16, 13, 13, 14, I think. And Carl got, got a 16, 11, 13, 11, 12, 14. Right. I was counting the totals. 11. You're totally okay. Yeah. Okay. And then Carl got 13, 11, 13, 18, 15, 12, and 8. I mean. Technically, Carl, same deal for you if you wanted. Um, you could keep that lowest stat and and take a D4 bonus if Heck you yeah. feel like it. All right. All right. So you're keeping the eight, and you get to add three to any one that you want. That is crazy. I think you're going to be a 21 smart. No, no. I'm not okay. Gonna... I was like, dude. I'm not going to overkill it. You just but, uh, walk in the room and gravity just bends toward that massive brain of yours. All right. Okay. So now so I'm that... a half elf, so I'm going to add my stuff. Nice. 
Now, now that you're, whoa, I'm hitting the wrong button here. Um, so now that you're all statted up, may I continue? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, you gotta, you gotta you, like, you gotta just, assign. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, one second, sir. I need no to problem. figure out because we're level five, right? That's right. Okay. So. <clears throat> This is uh interesting. Okay. Thank you. Because I've just added my racial, and now because we we go past level four, we I guess we get to add plus two to a, a stat, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Strength. Okay. Alrighty. I'm just gonna turn off the read thingy do here. I'd like uh, normally I like um, enable text to speech uh, on the chat, except I've got a lot of bots lately, and I don't want them spamming like inappropriate nonsense. Locked. All right. So, they, while these guys are going to be um, putting together their uh, characters as they're wandering through the through the wilderness, here you can see we're using roll twenty for our maps, and uh, and I think we're almost ready to get started. So we'll just give them a few minutes to kind of put some stuff together, and I'm gonna go get a beverage, and we will return. I will do the same with. Uh, in just a few minutes with whatever this episode's name is. So feel free to give us an episode name if you feel like it. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Ooh, I'm excited. Let's do this. All right, we are back. Hi, guys. So um, we are going to be uh, picking up. We now have the characters. Which side are you? Uh, the characters are all made up. And uh, the points don't matter. And um, yeah, that was for you, Carl. Oh, and by the way, if my boss asks, this is apple juice with ice. Hmm. Something is very wrong with this apple juice. It burns. It burns all the way down. <laughs> anyway, um, so you guys have been traveling together for for a long, long time, actually. Um, you you were just saying. Um, what were you just saying about your background there? I think that uh, for my character, he is a paladin Oath of Conquest on behalf of the Mage Towers and is actually a, a veteran of the last war and firmly believes in defeating the Inquisition. Nice. And then... And... Uh, Touring, uh, also, yes, obviously part of the last war. Um, mostly employed at that time uh, during his apprenticeship in the Order of Scribes as a uh, a, um, a note taker. So he uh, he was a chronicler essentially, uh, chronicling uh, the victories and the important events that happened during the war, and then uh, moved his way up the ranks. Well, you, um, 
You both have proven yourselves both in battle and in intrigue over the years. And this is exactly why you were sent on this mission. You're carrying a very important scroll and a special gemstone. So you can go ahead and mark those in your inventories. Uh, you're trying to improve communications between one of the far-flung uh, island mage towers and um, one tower that is relatively close to Tazvarel. Uh, this is further inland and as such is, is a little bit removed from the direct influence of the Inquisition. The, you've been traveling for weeks, as I said before, and you've only now just gone into um, into the vale, into the valley of Tazrel, trying to make your way down. You're nearing your destination. As you're hiking through the woods, and now that you have characters to, to roll, I'm going to ask you to please roll Perception or Survival. Just this point of context, I would be riding on my steed. Sure, you mine, both have horses. Have, sure, mine's magical. Because I have fine steed. As you should. I have phantasmal steed, but I'm not going to cast that. Because... Are you riding on the back of Talithar's phantasmal, <laughs> fantastic steed? No, I'll have one of my own. All right, just a riding horse. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so Carl, you got a 20 on perception. Um, and... Um, so as you're riding down through this forested, uh, it's not quite a path. It's not traveled that often, um, but it's definitely a, there's a kind of a natural winding way through this section. Um, and uh, uh, Gordon Talithar is very distracted already. Very distracted. He's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, your steed kind of uh, is is picky today. It's kind of like, pulling against the reins, trying to turn you around. You're like, no, this way. It, ever since you've come to this land, it, the, it's not as comfortable here. It's much, the closer you are um, to the to the Inquisition territory, which is just past Tezrel, Tezrel um, it, the less comfortable your, your, um, uh, your connected steed is. Maybe it's a uh, speaking of your own subconscious, or perhaps, perhaps it's a sign of, of things to come. However, Torig, you look down and you spot um, right away as you come around this this bend in the in the forest. You see smoke, thick black smoke, probably a, a, a mile, maybe a bit more away, and it it is doesn't look like just a campfire smoke. With a 20, uh, total 20, dirty 20, you see like dark black smoke, several different columns stretching up into the sky, thick and, and black and ominous, just uh, on the horizon as you venture into this clearing. There's a sign of some trouble ahead. A few seconds after that, um, you can hear like a uh, a, a snapping and a and a trampling and a, a thumping and a gr and some grunting and some swearing, a little bit further south from where you are right now. What do you want to do? Further south, huh? 
It's in the direction you were traveling. Oh. I say we carry on. Let's, uh, let's go check what this... Uh... What's causing what? this? Where? What's causing what? Oh! Uh, a large <laughs> plume of smoke. Large plume of smoke and... Uh, I hear some of the... Uh, consequences of... Uh, of uh, the billowing smoke coming our way. If I missed oh. that, I'd be distracted. <laughs> All right, I... tries to turn around again, and you're like, Mah. "Can I get an animal animal handling check from you, uh, Talithar?" It really wants to bolt. Okay. Do I get any advantage seeing that it's like a not a real horse? It it's it is connected to your soul, so sure uh, you have okay. advantage. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible. Good thing, because that was a two. That was terrible, and that was also terrible. Ooh, so, get those low rolls. It low actually rolls. like shakes you off and drags you away from Torig by a good 20-30 feet. So you end okay. up heading back the wrong way as your horse is just way. not listening. Not and, listening. And hey, Torig's like, this way. let's go. This way. What is going on with this horse? Right about now. What did you feed it? Uh, right it. about now, you see uh, <laughs> That's a whole bunch of um shadows and movement crashing through the woods as as you come uh, as you look down and you see a whole bunch of figures kind of emerging from around the corner um not a dwarf sorry um it takes you a moment as you glance at them and and very quickly you realize okay these are orcs and a and a, and a lot of them of them, um, even though not all of them are of the minis that I'm putting out right now are actually orcs. Just assume so that don't, all I don't of see them are. Man. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my best to use my imagination right now. Okay, but theater of the imagination. Ah, oh. all right. So approximately thirty feet uh, south of where you are, come, rushing around a corner, come this band of charging orcs. They come running forward. There appear to be about seven of them, uh, and one particularly larger one at the back, kind of driving the rest on. That is not. What uh, at, while they're still away, can I cast Armor of Agathus? Uh, sure. As your horse is trying to drag you away, you're looking back over your shoulder. Oh, oh it's you... still dragging me away. Okay, I'm gonna no. actually try to. It's okay. You can totally cast that. Uh, it's just that's just painting the picture. As this large one is like, do either of you speak Orcish? I do. Okay, you understand what they're saying. Faster, hurry, hurry! Don't be lazy, or you'll die. And he smacks one of the one of the slightly smaller orcs just in front of him, uh, and it kind of yelps and and keeps it running. They're moving at a very quick clip up towards you. They're probably only about 15 feet away from Torg at this point. And he's just sitting there like, oh. <laughs> and now, Tor is Torg mounted or not mounted? He is. Mounted. He mounted? 
No, no aggression towards seeing us or anything. Not that you've noticed. Um, you're not even sure they've seen you. But they actually, uh, the first two see you and almost come to a stop, and they they raise up these wicked-looking broadswords. They're mostly just like almost triangular-shaped blades, um, just this massive hunk of jagged, sharpened metal with a handle. Uh I'm just going to try to recontrol my horse. Instead of casting Armor of Agathis, I'm going to try to recontrol my horse and and loop back if I can. Sure thing. Since I'm... Yeah. Um, at, oddly enough, your steed seeing the, the jig is up um, is now just stops fighting you. So I'm going to let you get it under control and bring it around. You're approximately, uh, let's say... Wow, these are huge. Um, I don't know why they're so big. Um, your minis are massive. Not so many. Anyway, it, it accounts for your steed. That's what that is. So you're, you're the two of you are about 15 feet away, but Tor, uh, Torig is in front and a little off to the right. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna yell as I turn around. I'm gonna yell out in Orcish at them, and I'm gonna say, basically in a in an intimidating way, state your business. Um, the first three kind of keep. They, they grind to a halt, as, and it takes them about five or ten feet to stop. And they're, they come to a stop, and they're in a loose semicircle about ten or fifteen feet in front of Torig. Um, and then the big one comes running along, and he, he's the last to stop. And he shoves one of the smaller ones out of the way, and he steps forward, brandishing this double-headed axe that is almost as big as your horse. Like, this thing is huge. And he comes walking forward as... And he looks at you, and in Orcish, he he kind of looks puzzled at the two of you, and then gives this look, and replies to you, uh, Talithar and Orcish, "Let us pass. We seek no quarrel here." Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to clean that up later. <laughs> I'm at, and so Talithar will spawn in Orcish. Fine with us. We have no quarrel with you. Character, go. And and the littler orcs start running around you in a kind of like unzipping line. So they're running off to your left, and the ones that are closest to the right are the last to pass. Um and Torig, I don't think you speak Orcish, so you've just been nope. watching all this go down. Um as they start to I'm kind gonna, of I'm just sorry, gonna go as they leave, I'm gonna say to Torig take note of their any markings of them. They must come from some type of tribe or warband. Um, I think we'll both try to take a look do, at it. Do I know of any markings or anything based on history? Or Oh, go ahead and roll history check. Yeah. I'm going to roll two. History? Or, not too bad. Uh, or investigation? Um, this would be a history to recognize. I mean, you could, you could investigate or not, it'd be perception in order to see it and memorize the symbol. Or if you do see, I mean, they've got, they've got tattoos, they've got like paint and they've got symbols on their armor and stuff. So it's easy enough to see it. Ooh, 24, not 20. Wow. All right. So you having studied some orcish, um, these are from the red brand tribe and, um, they are 
they're actually generally known in this region as um, uh, semi-nomadic, but not troublesome. I mean, if you cross them, you are going to die. But they actually have uh, a trading relationship with several of the smaller val valley cities and, and towns. They don't like bigger cities very often. Um, at least you've never heard of them spending much time there. But they definitely trade amongst this, and then they go up over the pass you've already just gone through yourselves about a week prior. And uh, um, so they're known in this area as relatively decent orc folk who, um, and yes, I'm aware of the alignment thing, and I agree that not all orcs are bad, for example. So these orcs are definitely... Um, you don't ever want to cross them, and they're they're quick to anger, but they are not inherently um, evil or anything like that. They they have their their customs and their traditions, and they are incredibly brutal in some ways, but they are not evil uh, by nature. The the large one is the last to go around, and he looks at you and kind of lowers his axe, and just before he starts running. Um, did you want to say anything? No, as he's passing, uh, if he's heading away, and since I've noticed that they're red brand, I'll just say, hey, red brand, what's up with the smoke over there? <sighs> that is what was left of our camp. We lost many. If you know of our people, then you know enough. Be careful. If you're going south, Avoid. Avoid those kata. Do not let them see you. They've killed many of my people. Okay. Do I know what kata is? Just... Um, it's kind of the orcish. It, its loose translation would be, avoid the cult. It's okay. it's not an exact translation. Okay. Cult. Okay. I'll just nod at him. Okay. And, and with that, he lowers his axe, kind of slings it over, uh, over his shoulder, and begins to run at a full clip uh, north and out of the way. And uh, and unless you guys want to stop them or hinder them in some way, they leave your sight. And you can just hear the wind and see the smoke ahead. It looks like the smoke is a bit thicker now, Torik. Hmm. What do you think we should maybe give it a clear berth or check it out? Well, what did he say? Like, what caused this? Uh, some type of wasn't clear. Maybe it's the cult, maybe it's the Inquisition, but uh, that smoke is where their camp was, so they're the ones that were attacked. Do we have any, uh, lack of better terms, flanking units in the area that could come assist if we do go explore and we, uh... We're on our own, right? We're, go we're, we're supposed to make it to this city. I'm not yeah. inclined to get into a big mix-up no, with whatever for... made them run. Yeah, well, let's, let's uh... We're removing that direction anyways. Let's just try and, and skirt 
know, be cautious in regards to how we ride and, you know, not intend to, to go into the fray, but in such a range that we can keep an eye on and then skirt it and then carry on to our objective. I don't want to be caught unawares either, right? All right. So I'm going to need um, either survival or perception. And uh, if you're trying to go unnoticed, I'd need a stealth check. Wow. Well, I guess we're switching off the shitty rolls. Ooh. Maybe not. <laughs> my, my my survival didn't didn't roll high there. Oh. Well, if there is something pursuing those orcs, they will definitely not be directly behind them. <laughs> it's the path least expected. Yes. And stealth? Well, I'm in... I guess I roll with disadvantage. I'm you in do. plate armor, so... <laughs> right, I'm like on a horse in plate armor. Bang, bang. Bing, <laughs> It's like... I was gonna say, do you have any like any magic that can help? <laughs> Not <No>? for that. <laughs> nope. Well, my stealth is a three. Yep. Terrible rolls. Oh, <laughs> the non-disadvantage was a nineteen. Oh. I know. All right. So you continue south, trying your best and. By all accounts, you both think that you are on the best path and very stealthy. Because that's how bad that was. Um, as you continue riding, you get to the next kind of clear... You're riding for a while. It's probably about maybe 30 minutes. Maybe, maybe 20, 30 minutes. And you get to the next section. And... You see in front of you, in the forest, kind of a, um, the, the tree, a break in the trees, you see a mound of rock, a small kind of, uh, not, it's like a foothill in a way, kind of rising up amongst the forest. Some of it forested, but the kind of bare stretches of blank rock uh, just peeking above the forest on either side, you can kind of see, and a small valley path between. And the smoke is actually coming off from the, from the, from the, let's call it west now. So you kind of skirted around that, and it seems like whatever it was seems to be over there now, and that's good. And now you're kind of making your way through this kind of um, break in the foothills in the forest, and you find yourselves in this little um, rocky section. It's still got trees around though. My descriptions are top-notch, I gotta say. Um, so you find your way through to this, and... Oh, god damn it, Kyle. I don't even have the right kind of map. So we're just gonna go with this map. Um, Alright, I can't, I can't even see your map, dude. There, so. I don't understand why you can't see it. You might have to turn all, like... I can't see either. You might have oh. to turn, like, lighting off or something. Off? On and on. Is that better? Ah, there we go. Ah, there we go. Yay. There we go. Victory! Yeah. Alright. So, as you 
let's this is further down than the, we, we were before but you can kind of see now so let's pretend it's all mm. brand new and as you come around you see us at first actually you don't see jack <laughs> you 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 as you come around a corner um the first thing you notice is the twang of a variety of crossbows and uh, and that sort of thing, just just going off, and you have managed to walk your way pretty much directly into a trap. Now, it, um, I know some of these look kind of dwarven, but um, so the first thing that happens is immediately to your right, you hear as two crossbows fire, and and they call out as they do it. Okay, that was a bad one. And uh, um, let's switch the music to something not chill, because you're in. Uh, I'm going to get initiative rolls from both of you, if that's okay. Whenever you have the chance, you can just uh, give me control of my character or token. Oh, really? I didn't give that? Okay. Oh, yeah, I can't control mine either. Oh, that's annoying. Hold on one second. That's not what I want to Okay, man. I'm a six. I guess we're not, we're not going first. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys. You are I know. All, all kinds Wonky of rolls tonight. Shortest one shot ever. Oh, it might be. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> all right. So that's a seven. And what did Gordon got a six? Okay. Yes. All right. Hooray. And they have been lying in ambush. So, uh, yeah, let me just, uh, okay, all right. they don't go much before you, but they do go before you. So, okay. uh, the first two shots I've already rolled up there. Um, so yeah. let me just, uh, pull this stat block up while we, while we do this. And, uh, you are surrounded by essentially cultists and they, um, and they, they call up, get up! Take him down! And you hear the crossbows. And uh, they both fire, and that's going to be a 17 to hit you, Talithar. Ray, miss. All right. The first one, just by luck, glances off your shield. I don't, um, I don't have a shield. Oh, it's, I'm wearing, I'm wearing plate mail, off though. Your plate mail. Yeah. Uh, another shot, uh, that would be a 17 to hit you, uh, Torig. I cast shield and brings me up to ah. Uh, unfortunately, they caught you unaware, so you were actually surprised. Oh no! So you can't take your reaction this round. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. Then it hits. Yeah. All right. One second. Oh, not much damage though. So that's going to be uh, two damage to you as it just kind of cuts your cheek a little bit as it goes past you. Just, just that little, you know the. The classic-looking little cut just to, just below the eye, um, and the, then you hear the shouts of several others as uh, as you suddenly are aware that you are in it, and uh, it appears to be about five others uh, in front of you, and a couple of crossbows on either side. There's one last crossbowman just in behind uh, Torig, and he's going to roll with advantage, unfortunately, because he does have the uh, Oh, all of them are advantage. So is that that's a 
19 to hit you, Torig. Yep. And that's going to be 5 damage. Awesome. That's what you get for dressing like a caster. All right. It is now the end of the surprise round as these oh five go running towards you. So five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. They're almost up in your grill at this point. Uh, not quite. They're about five feet away running forward. A couple of them had these long, long swords out and um, they're wearing often mostly leather armor, bits of metal in places. Um, but they do seem to be armed, and they're all wearing these red cloaks. Uh, more burgundy than red. There you go. Burgundy. I'll, I'll get the ones in the front. All right. Uh, so that, the first round, um, and one of them, this one right uh, here that's just turning around, he is wielding some kind of staff, and he's the only one who's not wearing burgundy. He's wearing, like, a light blue tunic, um... And just something about him just strikes you as odd as he kind of lurches. And this other one in the in a uh, a long burgundy robe at the back, uh, well, it's, it's like part robe. Um, he kind of calls out and says something in a very strange language. And the one in the light blue responds by lurching and looking up at you and and sticks up its hand and and yells, "As Kaldisha!" And um, this strange pulse around his hand happens for a second, and then just three little um, little uh, light, be little balls of light go blasting out of his fingertips and go and strike Torig. Sorry, I cast shield. Okay, this is actually a proper non-surprise round. So the the magic missiles that he just fired just go. Uh, and just dissipate in front of you and in, in front of your invisible, uh, in front of your, on your shield that you cast. Yeah. Just in time. Just in time. All right. Uh, coming up next. Uh, hmm. who got seven? Torig. All right, Torig, it's your turn. All right, so they are 30 feet. Okay, so 30 foot cone, I will cast fear. Oh, damn. All right, that's going to hit all of those five in front of you. So um, uh, what's the DC? Wisdom 15. <coughs> all right. Well, just, just on the rolls, three of them succeed. But two of them, yeah, that's going to be fail on two of them. So the very front two, like, look at you in this. How, how does it look? Or is there a look when you do it? Um, so, actually, it projects a phantasmal image of a creature's worst fears. Each creature in a 30-foot cone must succeed, blah, 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 or become frightened. No, um, no, it's done. It's all against us. No, but I served you, my lord. And they both fall and, like, scramble, like, <laughs> backwards away from you. And they managed to just, just they don't move. They're out of actually they, they were kind of holding their action, so they actually spend it to to just retreat. Five. Yeah. So and a creature must take the dash action and move away from you by the safest way. Um, 
the safest available route on each of its turns unless there's nowhere to move. If the creature ends its turn in a location where it doesn't have line of sight of you, the creature can make a wisdom saving throw. Nice. You kind of extend your hand in this ripple of magic effect pulses out at them. Now, three of them kind of shrug it off, but the those two scramble backwards, yelling in fear about how um, they have been forsaken. Uh, high right. rolls. Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, Iron Man. <laughs> all right, uh, do you want to do anything else? You got a bonus and a move. Um... Can I do with a bonus? Jeez. Let's see. And that's why no. I play bards. There's always a bonus with bards. Um. I'll probably just move into the. Uh, well, that's a, move into here a bit. Yeah. Now, just yeah. so you know, there was someone right behind you that revealed themselves as well. I know, but I can't really do much. That's fair. So you kind of steer it, your horse so. off to the side, make it a little less of a target. Yep. Awesome. All right, coming up next, Talithar. So I kind of like, I see what uh, Torek did. I say, oh, that's how you do it, huh? And um, now I'm going to cast... Uh, I'm going to do my channel to Divinity uh, Conquering Presence. Nice. Uh, remind me of what that does. So as an action, I can force each creature of my choice that I can see within 30 feet of me to make a wisdom saving throw on the failed save. The creature becomes frightened for one minute, and they can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of their turns, ending the effect. And I believe by then I can actually reach all of them. Uh, including yeah, the ones. except the two who've already turned and fled. Um now right. it's creature of your choice. Yes. Okay. So I'm assuming you're not including Torik. That's correct. Please no. So, but but basically all the like the three in front of him and the three surrounding us are actually all within thirty feet of me. Yeah, that's pretty clutch. All right. So the first three, uh, we've got. Forget my totals down there. Um, what's the DC? Fourteen. Okay. Uh, two fails. So. The first two go, like, these two that I'm kind of wiggling around, they get affected right away. Let's see if the other two to your right get affected. Both of them fail. And the one behind you, uh, that'll be a success with the 13 okay. plus one. So four are frightened. All right. Um, I guess I should probably tag these um, somehow. How do I do that? All right, so while I figure out how to do that, um, I think I right-click. No, there it is. All right, so they are as scared of you. Um, I don't know. I'll just use this thing. They see their death. All right, and do they have to move away, or they just can't move towards you? Um, all that all it says is that they are. Um, they're. They're frightened of me for one minute, so nice. Doesn't doesn't specifically say that they have to dash away, but they're frightened. All right, so they they are ready. Uh, they are obviously scared of you, but they haven't moved away yet, and only one of them is 
still unaffected by any of these. And that's the um, kind of this guy here who is, it, it looks blue on the map, but he's actually burgundy, um, a burgundy robe. That guy. That's not what I wanted. But anyway. Okay, so, uh, and that, do you have any bonus or move? Uh, yeah, I am going to. The burgundy robe, is that a caster? Um, it, it's like a split robe, and he's got some kind of mailed armor underneath, actually. But, uh. um, it, it, he, it's almost like ceremonial robes that don't impede movement. Okay. I'm going to move. Uh... I guess he could be... He might be some kind of cleric if you didn't... Yeah. That would be your guess. Oh, and by the way, um, hmm? because you're both of faction, can I get history checks with advantage? As you both scared the crap out of both of these guys. 26. 16. Oh, All right, and Carl. 26 and yeah, 16. But... So both of you actually make this, and you both look at each other out of the corner of your eyes as you're terrifying these, these people who've been trying to attack you. And you look at them, and you're like, wasn't one of the... There was a particular... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Branch of the followers of the Inquisition that would wear burgundy. They were not the main group. They were one of the lesser known groups. Um, and they were known more for their subterfuge uh, than, like, frontline battle. And... Uh, Carl, because you got a 26, these are a subgroup of the Inquisitors known as the Believers. 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 Oh, I'll make them believe something. Okay, so I actually do have a bonus action. Sure. Um... I am going to bonus action cast spiritual weapon. Nice. Damn. Uh, I need a token, but I'm going to drop the spiritual weapon right next to the burgundy robe guy and make an attack. Okay. Is it a sword or what is it? What's it it's, look like? It's so it's going to look like a, a spectral sword, similar to the great sword uh, strapped to my back that I'm wielding. Um, and it's just going to appear a, a, a twin version that's spectral, a spiritual one, will appear right behind the the one that's not afraid of us and will attack. There you go, sir. So the one that's not afraid? Yep, the one that's, that's not range. afraid. There you yeah, go. So it, just it like basically like right here. Boom. Boom. And is, so let's, it's, it's a melee spell attack, so... 20 plus 6 eh, 12 um unfortunately a 12 doesn't cut it as he nope. um as it kind of it cuts the rope but it finds metal underneath and doesn't draw blood all right 
Are you gonna move or are you good? I am going to move. I'm actually gonna move. Uh, I don't like the ones like I'm gonna. T I actually I'm gonna with my steed move right next to this person right over here, just to kind of like basically get in melee range because they're they're wielding a crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, that reminds me, they didn't actually take their action. I'm gonna say they were holding their action for when you guys started to turn and flee, which you haven't done, but you move towards one of them at the back, so that's gonna trigger um, at least a 1d4 of them to attack. Just one of them. Okay. The one that you're okay. running towards is like, Good attack. and are they all frightened though? Yeah, they yeah. are. So it's There's disadvantage. So disadvantage. So that's a nine plus three is not gonna hit you. A uh, twelve. Right. All right. Not so gonna hit. It goes wide, and he just fumbled. <laughs> Trying to reload his crossbow. Okay. All right. Top of the order. It's their turn. It's their turn. All right. These two guys that uh, Torig. Let's resolve them first. Mummy, I'm so sorry, Mummy. I should never have killed him. As they run away. And unless you can find them in the next couple seconds, they're getting away. They're just like... <laughs> All right. Um, these two glare at Torig. Uh, and... Um, no, actually, they're not afraid of Torig. They're only afraid of... I mean, they're frightened. Okay. But they're not. They can't, they can't approach in my direction, can they? Uh, that's true. That is true. So, um, they're kind of frozen there. Like, what do we do? And the the one in the burgundy robe is like, get them, you bastards! And you swore north. And um, and they kind of fumble at their belts and like pull out a dagger and just half-heartedly chuck it at Torig uh, with disadvantage. Oh, um, does a 16 hit you? Yes. All right. Three points of damage, sir. As the first one throws a dagger and the second one is um, much worse. <laughs> as, as he literally fumbling and drops the dagger. Alright, the other two over there um, load their crossbows and try to take a pot shot at Talithar. Uh, uh, that's going to be a 16 to hit Talithar. Yes. And the other one uh, is a 7, so they miss. Miss. Alright. So, off into the woods as these... Um, uh, crossbows go twanging. All right. Uh, that brings us to the big guy, this dude. Uh, he's going to rush forward um, and actually just try to bodily drag the dwarf down out of his, uh, off his horse. And he wasn't frightened, so he can approach. Um, so he runs up and grabs, Torig, grabs at Torig's leg trying to pull him off. I need a contested either acrobatics or athletics. Hmm. 
So acrobatics or athletics? Yep. To avoid the uh, the being pulled from your steed. Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> Eleven. Oh, nice. Not bad, though. As he tries to pull you down, he only gets a five. <laughs> so um, you, you kind of pull your boot out of the way, and he's just, like, looking up at you. And, <sighs> and then he tries again because he gets two of these. And rolls a four. So that's only a six. So both times, your horse is, you're just steering your horse away as he ineffectively tries to pull your boot off. All right. That was not as exciting as I'd hoped. All right. It is <laughs> Torig's turn. What do you want to do? This guy is base to base with you. Mm-hmm. Alright, I am going to cast Crown of Madness on the guy who just tried to pull me down. This dude? Alright. Yep, so Wisdom 15. Uh, that is a 14. Damn it. Alright. He is Crown of Madness. So the uh, charm target must use its action before moving on each of its turn to make a melee attack against a creature other than itself that I mentally choose. Do you choose yourself? No. Okay. The only other thing within... Um, well, it's not his turn. <laughs> but what else yeah. would you like to choose? The only other thing is your horse. Or he can uh, forego it. Is he going to punch Bessie? Hold on. Target can act normally on his turn if you choose no creature, or if none are within his reach on your subsequent turn, you must use your action to maintain control over the target. Uh... guess next time I'll read the spell throughout. He is madness. Um, He's got this strange, twisted iron crown just ethereally just superimposed around his head, and his eyes glow with a certain kind of... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll choose no creature this turn. I am going to take you, and I will feed you to his master, and the master will love us, and he will give us boom. He's just slathering in the mouth and muttering away. Alright, uh, that is your turn. Hey. Unless you want to spend an action. No. Or, uh, bonus or move? No. Okay. Uh, coming up next, okay. Talthasar. Talthar. Talthar. You, Tal. Alright, I'm going to swing at the crossbow person. I can't remember mounted rules. Is it just regular roll or is it uh, with advantage? I would I say remember. with advantage in this case because you've got the height advantage on them. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I will do so then. First attack. Oof. 18. 18 hits. 18 hits? Okay. With my greatsword, I will swing down and... 
person takes six plus four. 14 damage. Oof. Hold on. Just one sec. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Okay. <laughs> so, you just... It's hard to wield a greatsword from a horse, first of all. But you kind of brace... You're steering with your legs, and only at the yeah. last second do you get your hand on the bottom of the... the Actually, the just kind of go... Whoosh, smash down, like, nice. basically. Just, well, boom. And uh, you catch him straight in the in the top of the crown of his head, and it just splits him right to his jaw, and he just drops. And you the you actually brace your elbow and pull up, and that's what pulls it out of the skull as he falls to his death. So he is John. Okay. All right. With my movement for my second attack, I am going to use my horse to basically dash by the. Uh, robe dude, and I'm gonna s- basically now swing at him. All right. Um, this time, because I realize you're you're using a great sword, uh, you yeah. would be attacking with disadvantage because you're trying to wield it one-handed while steering a horse. But you have advantage because you're up on the horse, so it's gonna be straight roll. Straight roll done. Fifteen. Uh, 15 hits. Ooh. Uh, and I'm going to, um, use a divine smite. Yeah, you are. Use one of my first level spell slots to do an extra 2d8. Do it. So, So. Four. And 2d8. Take 23. Whoa! 23 points. You just... Just slash him up and you see blood just spray in an arc. And he shudders and almost falls to his knee, but he actually catches himself mostly on Torig's horse. Just dragging and holding onto the horse and holding himself standing. He is still alive, but badly hurt. All right. But sporting this crown. And as my bonus action. Yeah. I'm going to move my sword next to him and attack. Nice. Alright, make it so your your spiritual he, weapon comes through the air. Is it flanking now? Is it is it uh it's not flanking unfortunately, okay, but right. um but it is a straight up roll. Straight up roll it is. Ah, you failed me, spiritual weapon. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that that comes rushing in, and he's it swings just above him as he's kind of ducking down, holding onto this horse, just gasping and laughing in his madness. All right, top of the order, them. Um, these two useless turds are, are they they take half a step back and they redder the weapons and they start yelling and be like. <laughs> You might take us, but you'll never defeat his lordship. You'll never defeat the master. They can roll like they can roll uh, saving throws, though, right? To yeah. Get the fear. In fact, I think this is the second turn, so they actually will take two of them. So let's see. Oh, not with those rolls. A six and a no, two. Those rolls. And uh, three and a seven. So yep, nope. the dice are telling the story for us. So they are chicken. Yeah.
Uh, okay, oh, so um, the other two over here are going to take pot shots at you, Talithar, because you are um, Talithar, uh, because you are the biggest uh, threat, and you're kind of blocking your friend behind them. So they're going to take two shots at you with disadvantage. Um, so the first one misses with a two. Second one misses with a eight. So that was less than effective for them. All right. As the crossbow bolts go wide and they're, they're beginning to question their life choices. All right. <laughs> Coming up uh, next is Torig. What do you want to do? Being as nobody's going to melee range, I'm a little, a little disappointed. Uh, They're all scared of you. Move to them if you want. No, I'll finish up the guy beside me with a firebolt. Nice. Uh, now, or just a to. heads up. You are it's attacking him in melee, so you will have disadvantage. Just Actually, you know what? Just magic I, missile him. I'll all give right. you this much. Magic missile him. You're elevated, yeah. so... You could actually, because you're on horseback, I would give you advantage, but disadvantage, mm -hmm. advantage, straight roll. Oh, fair. Fair. Fuck six. Fuck. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Ugh. A ten Ugh. is not going to do it for you, sir. <sighs> As the flame bolt, um, uh, Talithar, I'm going to need you to just roll the d20 for me. Oh, boy. Do I want to roll high or low? High-ish. It's very easy to <laughs> be successful. I rolled a two. All right. It doesn't hit, hit you. <laughs> it hits your horse. It hits my horse. So go ahead and roll damage there, uh, Torig. Awesome. Normally uh... it'd be fine, but you're really quite close quarters. And your steed takes five points of damage. I think it probably Ouch. has more hit points than that, though. Yeah, it's a war steed, I guess. Like, how much yeah. hit points do they have? I imagine it's got, like, somewhere around ten. Yeah. It's not a happy horse, though. Even though it's hit part of your soul. So, yeah. it takes five points of fire damage. It's, psh, its flank gets hit by this burst of flame. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, it's not a happy animal. Okay. Top of the order. Oh, wait. Does it kick the cleric? That was no. Torig. Sorry. Um, it was Torig. Uh, that was Torig. So now it's Tal. Um, yeah, sure. I am going to... Uh, first attack, I'm going to finish off the cleric. Nice. Or whatever he is. He looks a bit clericish. He looks a bit clericish. Uh, let's see. 18? That, that'll hit. I don't think I'm going to waste a Divine Smite on him, so 2d6 plus 4. 8. Oh, that is a heavy hit. And it just hits him and it drives him to his knees and he's just holding on to Torig's, um, like the straps that, um, like the, the stirrup. Um, and yeah. so he's just holding on to that, looking up at Torig and he's just like, you would make a tasty treat for the master. <laughs> uh, 
and it's just got this blood pouring down from this scalp wound you just gave him. It's just dripping down. It's, you see the madness is in his eyes. It might be because of his crown of madness, but probably more just due to, like, the dude is just wrecked. He's alive? Still, he's still alive. Okay. Second attack on, hi on him. Sure. And 16 to hit. 16 hits. <laughs> oh, you know what? I can re-roll. I've got great weapon mastery. I should. There you go. Not great weapon mastery. Um, what is it? I the, believe. The uh, great weapon fighting. When you roll one or two. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Roll those ones. This is why you carry a great sword. This is exactly. I should have done it with those two twos, <laughs> but I'll, I forgot. All right. Two d six. All right, takes... 14. 14. That is Battle. enough. And you're just like... <laughs> a, uh, uh, on an upward strike, just catches him on the under the chin from behind, just <laughs> draws his head clean off, and his head just kind of... <laughs> rolls, and, and the gout of blood just... <laughs> and just soaks all up Torg's side... And, uh, and yours, too, at this range. You're just both sprayed with blood. But, just kind of uh, catching up the side of the face. Um, and he is done for. Stupid cackling bastard. And then with my bonus action, I'm going to uh, move my sword towards... Uh, basically in front of Torg and take a swipe at this guy. Uh, sure, go ahead and roll. As you move your sword over, you're like, get that one! And the sword just swishes over, and you look at it, and you see fear in his eyes, but you see something else, too, as this uh, blue, kind of pale um, clothed figure looks at this impending blade as it arcs up over him, and you can just see him looking up at the glint, and while he's got fear in his eyes, you also see him mouth the words. Merciful, please it closes his eyes. At this range, you can't help but notice a bright red gem embedded, festool, and like surrounded by like swollen flesh in the middle of his forehead. He's got a ruby, probably the size of a, a pinky nail, embedded in the flesh right where the third eye would be. Oh. Okay. And he closes his other two eyes and takes a deep breath. And that 20... So, th 25. 25. That hits. Yeah. Roll your damage, sir. Okay. Um, I will roll... Force damage. 1 to 8 plus 3. Takes 9 damage. Oh, it slashes him just across the chest, and he, he <coughs> and he's still alive. He's still uh, he kind of falls to his knees, um, yeah. and he's and he reaches up and kind of clutches. Instead of the wound that you just did, he clutches hmm. up towards his forehead. Hmm. All right, um, that's your turn. 
Top of the order. It's their turn. All right. Um, this one with the uh, axe that's just in front of you um, goes running over to stand beside, not technically, uh, towards you and grabs at the blue-robed one and starts dragging him back away. Uh, and so they make it about maybe 10 feet further back as he's busy does dragging it, him in. We gotta go! We gotta go! Doesn't that, do I get it? Does my, does the sword get an opportunity attack? Or, uh, it or does not, it unfortunately. Does not. Ah, oh, well. I knew where. Uh, does your great weapon have reach? No. Oh, okay. Uh, the archers, the crossbowmen over at the side, uh, take a couple of half-hearted shots at you. Nine and uh, six. And then uh, they begin to move away back into the forest and retreat. And you can just more hear them than see them as they're kind of running between trees and, and through the bushes. Um, so you are... There's no one in your immediate vicinity. Uh, probably... Uh, the closest to the people. Now, the blue robe person is not trying to run at all. They're literally heels drag uh, as this other person just kind of loops their arm around them up underneath their shoulders and just start trying to drag them half-heartedly. And they're both stumbling backwards. Uh, they're only about maybe 20 feet away from both of you. Uh, that... Oh, he's going to spend the... Nope, that's his whole turn, actually. Uh, the others spend the dash action. Uh, and start running off into the forest. Oh no, they attacked. Never mind. So, that's their turn. Torig, you're up. Alright, I am gonna cast a magic missile at second level. Uh, at which of the people? The blue robe. The blue robe. Okay. Um, auto hit. Oh, Go I ahead get, and roll. I get how many? I get four darts. Yeah, so you I get can four. Split them to, sure. Yeah, because... So, yeah, fuck it, I'll get it all to the blue robes. So. All the blue? Okay, go ahead and roll yep. that. One, two, three, four. Ooh, last one got max damage. All right, so that's three, six, nine, nine and 14. 14 damage. Oh, so as he's being dragged backwards, you can see him, and as you look at him to target and just boop, 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 the four magic missiles go pulsing out of you. Um, they go sl slamming at him. And um, you look at his eyes and the fear starts to fade as he looks at you and you see these fingernail rivets that he's clawed in his forehead. Um, he's leaving these trails of blood. Um, the gem under just dripping with blood but not pulled out. And it... He looks up at you and takes a gasp as the four magic missiles just... <sighs> and he falls down. Um, and at the total full weight of this guy in his arms, the, the uh, other uh, cultist-type person kind of looks, sees that he's carrying dead weight now and drops him. All right. Do you want to do anything else? I'll move closer to the blue robe. Sure. So you go riding up. Uh, you're right up next to the other guy now. Um, although he would have disadvantage, I think, because you're at elevation. All right. So you go riding up, and it looks up at you as the last like life drains out of its eyes. It's you can see it looking up at you. The, the finger claw marks across his forehead, and it's kind of just. <sighs> All right. 
Ta. Your turn. Okay. Um. The. So the other guy is still there, huh? Uh, yeah. This one guy hasn't had a chance to run yet. He looks like his intention is to run. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I am going to, um... I am going to, um... Ride up to... Ride up, basically, on this side of him. Like, scooching sure. around. So you go around him. You got plenty of yeah. movement with your horse. I think it's base 60, if I remember. Yeah, so just, like, I just... Yeah. Like, on the other side of him. And I look down on him... I say, drop your weapon and surrender. And as a bonus, I'll let you move your, uh, <laughs> your weapon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And your blade is down at this guy's face, and your other blade is at this guy's chest, and Torig is looking down at them all, and the guy just falls to his knees, drops his axe, and just holds up his hand. It, it won't do no good. I give up. I give up. Should bite him and find out what they're up to. All right. Everyone else, you can hear the crossbowmen fleeing off the side. They, they're, they're not any threat to you anymore. You dismount, keeping your your um, spiritual weapon blade poised at at his neck you pull out some extra rope yeah and you bind him up all right so i'm sure you've got some questions for him and we're just gonna take a quick little break and when we come back you can ask him what you want I'm gonna play a game called 20 questions <laughs> God damn it. I'm gonna have to answer Either that or have I never. <laughs> <laughs> Torg and I love playing that game. Oh yes. <laughs> never have 20, I ever. Twenty questions is usually followed by twenty blades. Yeah. Or twenty cuts. Yeah. Alright. Uh, Alright, fantastic. Oh and hey, I just saw in the in the chat, uh Sally just said hi. And she's upstairs. Baking cookies on uh, Christmas cookies and wrapping presents, but wanted to say hi. So hi. I don't know if you're still watching, but thanks for jumping in. And thank you all the random Russian bots for saying random, not good things. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So we're going to take a break and they're going to think of their questions and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Thanks. That's going to be today's name. <laughs> Actually, that is a quick reminder. Uh, audience, if you uh, are so inclined, you're welcome to make suggestions, either on YouTube or on Twitch, of uh, episode names, character names, uh, place names, etc. Or um, other suggestions. We call them plot points, where you get to uh, uh, make a suggestion, make it part of the game. So where we left off, you guys are... Uh, left safely alone over the uh, fallen body of of this mage type looking person uh, with a red gem in their forehead um, 
blasted down by Torig's magic missiles. Uh, you've got a prisoner who is now bound, uh, and let's say dragged up. Are, are you wanting to do this right here, or do you want to go somewhere else? We want to go somewhere else. Like, I uh, bind them to, to my horse. Oh, nice. Basically. Do the straight-up hogtie. Yep. Yeah, and then, like, uh, before we leave, we'd want to just quickly check the bodies, especially the like, I'll check the, the mailed armored person. The Torek, cleric like the weird, the weird person with the root, the gem in the eye, in the forehead. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, so Tal, Tal, give me an investigation check. And, uh, Torig, also an investigation or arcana check. Fifteen. Nice. All right. So nice. the fifteen, Tal, you go over now that you, this person's been well um hogtied you ha feel like it's relatively safe uh and you give it a quick look around it doesn't appear like anything else is going to come running out at you so you you go over and investigate investigate this cleric uh or it may may or may not be a cleric he's got um robes but he underneath he's got this um kind of uh kind of like a half banded armor like a a little bit of splint um and you go through his things and you just find uh, a necklace, and it's got this large, kind of elongated eye on it, uh, on his chest, which is why you think that perhaps this is some kind of being with um, that kind of thing. You also find a ring. Uh, you find uh, he has a large mace, um, like a good mace on him. Uh, that nothing uh, that doesn't look magical with a fifteen. The only things that kind of seem out of place besides the the part like splint mail armor, uh, like half splint, uh, would be... Um, oh, you do find... Uh, let me roll this real quick. Uh, you do find... Uh, you find about... Uh, you find about uh, maybe 50... Uh, actually, sorry, 65 gold in a, in a pouch uh, on his hip. You find his weapons and his uh, his semi-ruined armor. It's been cut up pretty good. And you do find that necklace, uh, which looks like an eyeball. Okay. Oh, and a ring. A silver ring with a... Um, uh, it's got a, a blue stone in the center. It might be a sapphire. It, you don't know gems that well, but it does look kind of that way. Mm. Necklace in the shape of an eye. And silver ring. Okay, I'll take those and I'll put them in a, a pouch, and then we can take a look at it later. All right. So you take both of that. As he's stripping uh, this off of that fallen uh, leader type person, uh, Torig, you look down over this fallen um, mage, and you you ascertain it doesn't look like a mage, but there's no pouches. There's rudimentary like half robes like shorty robes and sandals and it just looks like at best you've seen better dressed apprentices you know what i mean like he just doesn't seem well equipped and he, he's not carrying any uh, survival gear he's basically wearing robes held together with a plain rope belt 
The only thing that really stands out about this uh, fallen mage is that he's in the blood trails of his own fingernails, Claude. You see that red ruby embedded in his forehead. And you take a... I... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I cut it out. Alright. So you pull out a dagger, bend down, and start carving this thing out. And as you're doing it, you see very... And this is your arcana check of 21. As you start to carve this out as like a ruby, like a strange... Like, decoration, you then spot... At a certain glint, you see a rune, an arcane rune. And with 21, you know what it means. Its, it's essential meaning is the bond. Not like James, but like... <laughs> you spend a few minutes and carve this out, and you realize it's not just held in by the flesh. Like, this thing is embedded in skull and you pry and eventually the front of the gem uh, was flat sitting against the skin and then it's kind of this um, kind of elongated hexagon and then you, but it goes in at a point and then it and this has been hammered in to the forehead right into the skull and the actual point of it extends a good, like, maybe maybe better part of a centimeter below the full, below the edge of of the raised surface of the flesh because it's all pussy from, um, and and like inflamed. So it would have been a good half centimeter or less, a little less than that, into the actual skull itself. You pry that, pop this thing loose, and there's this little flash of arcane energy just and the ruby just kind of loses a certain luster but you have a ruby it's it's probably worth a fair penny just as a straight up ruby let me roll uh this is probably worth at least a hundred gold all right. Good head head gem. All right. You turn your attention back to your prisoner. What do you want to do? Let's find a nice quiet place and have a chat. Just sure. three of us. Yeah. Survival check, please. Just to pick out a good spot. <laughs> oh boy. I know how good you are at those. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> that's a nine. Uh, nine. Double nines. <laughs> Double right. nines. See, you're both looking not around. Not terrible, but not great. And you're just Are you like... Sure you, you sure you don't want me to do my hut? <laughs> well, I want to find a place and then do the hut, right? Because, like, this is just more will come in this area <laughs> alright so you you look around for a good place <laughs> and you decide well they can't possibly find you 
just on the other side of this tree. They would never look there. They'd never look there. So you leave the bodies uh, looted and the sword wears off. I'll just put it off to the side for now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you take him over to a slightly slightly different section of the forest. And you decide, yeah. this is this is good enough. It's and good enough for now. Torik begins to ritually cast. I will... Uh... Man, we're so good at this. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright, after a little while, the, the Liaman's tiny hut bursts into existence, uh, blocking out, uh, it's about ten feet on each side, and in the middle of it, your steeds barely fit, and you and this guy. Still tied <laughs> to the horse. Alright. Um, okay. He looks up at you through his gag, is like, oh, oh. Yeah, I'll gag him. Alright. Oh, you, you, you're going to interrogate him? I'll, I'll take the notes, because... Yeah, 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 right. no problem. I'll talk. So my magic will just uh, take so, notes. Nice. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna play one of two games. We're either gonna play twenty questions or never have I ever. You get to choose. Do you want the do you want to be questioned, or do you want to play never have I ever? Just a side note, internet. Do you have a preference? I, I'm happy for either. <laughs> that sounds fun. All right. I keep getting like the the Russian bots are saying, "Boy." I don't even know what that means, um, or if it means anything. So, mm. let's go with never. Ha it's like oh, never have I ever. Okay, so th you probably don't know how to play this game. Oh, Every time we say "never you. have I ever," and we said we say something, but if if what we say is something that we've actually done, we we take a drink. Wait, do I get a drink? You will. You will. <laughs> Oddly, that's the most terrifying thing. <laughs> All right. So he nods. Tied okay. to the side of your horse. Okay. So, like, I actually get a, like, with, with a wine flask or whatever. Nice. So, tied to, tied to the horse. He, and, you know, like, if it's, okay. So, I'm going to go first. Never have I ever killed an unarmed man and then I drink a sip <laughs> he, he starts to sweat and looks over at Torig your turn does Torig drink oh I'm I'm just uh, I'm, I'm scribing here alright uh, you uh, never I, killed I, an unarmed man? Really? Uh, he, oh, he, no, no. He, oh, no. I have. I have. You have? Okay. I have. Then you, oh, yeah. I, I give him a sip. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he, half of it dribbles up his chin, like uh, past one eye as he's half upside down, trying to hold his head up off the horse. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. 
Is he's kind of like. Morik, do you wanna do you wanna say the next one? Huh. I thought I, th I thought I was just uh, I was scribing for you and then you enjoyed the game, but uh, I'm to partake. Hmm. 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 Never have I ever framed an innocent man for a wrongful action. And I will drink. <laughs> I this don't is drink. just a bragging ground. Um, <laughs> he he kind of looks back and forth between the two of you. And uh, then goes, no. I didn't do that. No. 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 Okay. Your, your turn. Your turn. Uh, never have I ever uh, worked for the mage towers. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And I take a sip. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, I take a sip too. <laughs> and he he shakes off his head. I thought so. I, I really yeah. thought so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never have I ever been tortured. <laughs> and then as I do that, I like dick a sword like right into his leg. Ah! Alright, roll damage. Okay. Just like a, a dagger, I would say. Like not nothing to not the great sword. <laughs> Don't <laughs> Just cleave his leg off. And right through but... the horse. D four then. Yeah, D four plus four. So oh ouch, he takes Whoa! eight damage. Damn! That's a lot of damage. <laughs> Ow! Hurts up. He's still alive, but he starts yeah, to lose a lot of blood. And then he yells. So, and so what give I me, do... Give I, me a goddamn drink! I have. I've, I've tortured. <laughs> and I actually, I heal five points. <laughs> Domestic guy. Oh. oh it's, it's not so bad. It isn't until you like you realize that it's a lot more painful to like be hurt and then healed and then be hurt and to be healed. Like it goes on for a really long time. And Longer this look than like of fear begins to creep into his eyes. He was already afraid, but now he's like Oh So I mean, the point of this game is for us to get to know each other before you tell me what we want to know. Because once, you know, once we get to know each other and you understand us more, you're more willing to tell us what we want to know. Whether, you know, you, you come out of it, you know, totally broken and, you know, that's another story. It just depends. Some people do. Some people give it up right off the bat and then we, they go on their merry way. You know what I mean? But other people, they really just hold out, like, for days, screaming for days, and I keep healing them and then hurting them. And, like, it's a long, like, it's a long time, but they still tell me what I want. You see where this is going? 
Can I get you to roll intimidation check with advantage? And you all can right. cue it up any stat you want. <laughs> oh, alright. I've got my charisma stat six. I'm proficient in intimidation. No shit. <laughs> I, on your hand, am the opposite. Ooh. 21. 21 will do. Alright. When I give him a drink, like here. Yeah. you're such a good sport playing you tell us what we want I'll let you go he looks at you tell him just the truth. trying to get a read on it and he's doing an inside check to see I know you said he, you're telling the truth but he rolled a three <laughs> so he's like it doesn't matter no one gets away In a slightly un well, in a slightly connected route, internet, if you have a name, I could use a name right now. Just saying. What's your name, friend? My name is Teague. Teague? Teague. Teague. I'm Talithar. And he's Toric. That's like three guys. We're like triple T. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Michael underlines it in the book. Triple yeah. T. Yes, triple yeah. T. Underline that, Toric. Mm -hmm. mm. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Teague. Yes. Teague. Teague. Teague from the Believers. And I just make a note of that to him to let him know that we know where he's from. How did you ever join up with such a interesting group? League of the Believers. Well, when you look him straight in the eye and he tells you you don't say no. No, I can't. We do. I say no all the time. He you does. I do. He does you, too. And I do. To him. What? And when he finds you, or you find him, if your paths cross, everything, everything you cared for falls away. And it doesn't matter. Who is him? There are worse things than death, my friend. Sure, like bad ale. That's worse than <laughs> death. 
<laughs> like, come on. You're not allowed to tell who this person is? Spooky man that's supposed to scare us? <laughs> is he, like, a big believer? He's the biggest. biggest. Always has been. And what were you guys doing here? Here we are, riding on our merry way, keeping to ourselves. What are you guys doing here? You guys are attacking what? Bunch of orcs? Clearing out the filth. And they got too close to us. Roll an insight Bill. check. Roll an insight check. I'm oh, I'm inciting. Ooh, good job, Torig. Torig with the 15. 23. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> Equally good, Tal. Equally good. You read between the lines and you catch a whispered finish to that sentence that he's almost positive he kept to himself. His lair. He meant to say his lair. And you gather there's an important location very nearby. And the orcs were getting too close. Is it 30 feet to the right? I'm sorry. It is now! <laughs> Just go by our survival rolls. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, huh. So if, you know, pause, pause, pause before I like before we go back into character. <clears throat> um, we're on a mission though, like to to um, um to go to the city Tazbro. of uh, Tazra, which is close by. And uh, we have items like uh, you have a message and, gems. and a yeah, and a message. magical or some kind of gem. Okay, okay, all right, interesting. Okay, all right, back in character, back in character. I feel like we're in like pulp fiction, medieval times pulp fiction. So he, I'm gonna need to discuss with my uh, my companion here. Um, don't go anywhere. <laughs> and and I'm gonna like I'll just like I'll bind his eyes and like you know you know basically make sure he can't hear us because we're in the hut, aren't we? You we are in the hut, and uh, Torig can't leave it, but he can walk right to the edge of it. Yep. Mm, but can I, uh, can I take the horse outside? He can't leave it, but can oh, I take yeah. the horse if, right? Yeah, back? you could take the horse out, park it. At like tie it up to a tree nearby yeah because he can't hear inside the hut right uh let's say no i mean i would assume Torig would know this yeah okay let's yeah say i'm just gonna like basically on the outside of the hut like just tie like you know make sure and my ho my horse i'll know if yeah. something's going on and yeah. i know saying, and you hey, can see horse. out of the hut so yeah you can well so i'll take a, keep an eye on him like i don't yeah. you know yeah i'm like hey um we have a mission but I'm pretty sure 
he was about to mumble his lair. So there's something pretty important for the bel- the believers nearby. But at the same time, there's quite a number of them. So I'm kind of uh, thinking we um, continue on to our target, do what we got to do, and then alert them and come back. Sounds fair. I mean, I mean the other the other thing is we could go in and potentially figure it out on our own, or we could just die horribly from that. Yeah, we are entrusted with the message though, so might be even points. <clears throat> I'm sure we can double back to here and uh, and sort things out after. Okay. Sounds good. All right, gonna go outside. And uh, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna unbind uh, Teague. Uh, like yeah, like the unblind. Hey Teague, how's it going? You, you holding up well? Been better. Got any more of that wine? Yeah, yeah. I'll give him like a little sip of the wine. He's starting so, to get a, a little tipsy. A little tipsy. Yeah. You want to continue playing? Does it involve a dagger in my thigh? Kind of. Or do you want to just... Do you want to just, like, anything else you want to tell us? So you're clearing out a bunch of orcs who are getting too near you guys. Why did you attack us? We're just two guys on our merry way. Did we get too close to you? Merrick said that... He said that we couldn't leave anybody here. Merrick's the one that killed, right? The guy, or was he the ruby guy? No, oh, the guy no, the ruby guy was the vessel. The vessel. What's a v- the vessel for what? Uh, uh, Come on, Teague. You can tell me. Uh, do a persuasion check. I'm going to say oh. flat roll. Flat roll persuasion check? Okay. You're lucky he's kind of drunk, because it drunk. would be disadvantage. But all right, eleven. Oh, eleven. Not great, not all right. Yeah. Vessels are nothing. Tools for the trade. Tora, do you have any other final questions? Whoa, whoa, whoa! We could we could keep playing. Um, we don't. We don't need any final. Mm. What mm. kind of tools for the trade then? He's dead anyway, and so am I. If I don't, the vessel. That's the spirit. Was Merrick's pet mage. Oh, because you Inquisition. You don't believe in magic, but you oh, we believe in magic it. users. We just you don't believe in using it. Don't trust it. You don't trust it. Oh, we unless you enslave it. it as a oh. tool when we need to. As a tool. Oh, okay. Merrick was the handler. I'm just a bit of muscle. Caught in the wrong.
own place. Just like you, friend. Oh, we're friends. We're all friends here, and I give, like, Teagle another sip. Um, you get this one for free on your insight. Torig, every time you speak, this guy's, like, a little bit... He really doesn't like you, and, like, he sees you in your robes and magic. But there's... He, he somewhat... There is a bit of a bond between the paladin, at least a little bit more comfort working with somebody who's a melee um, it is or a, a, a marshal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If he anything, does not he, like mages. Yeah, he may, he may not even know that I can cast. Right. Hmm. What is it that lets me walk away from all this? If there is anything. I've already said too much. You know what? You tell me who this guy is, I'll let you go. Straight up. Not like even like, oh, I let you go and kill you and that's my way of letting you. No, I'll let you walk out of here. He will. Teague looks back and forth between the dwarf and the half-elf. Unlikely company, but... Thanks for a little while. Maybe he's not even listening. Come here. You're, if you're afraid that he can listen, we can get it. You could write it down. He motions towards his bound hands, which are basically yeah, yeah. hanging underneath. Yeah, I actually, like, I'm going to start to, un, like, sure. I'll unbind him and I'll let sure. him, like, and I'll be like, yeah. You bring him back into the hut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's kind of rubbing his wrist and kind of limping a little bit. The the dagger wound is somewhat healed, but it's still there. And he's yeah, like, mostly healed. Yeah. All right. You didn't hear it from me. The believers. We uh, we follow the orders of. Uh, known as Beskig. Yes, Insight, is he lying? Veskig? I'm gonna get, actually, Insight with disadvantage and a wisdom saving throw from both of you. Alright, I'm gonna do the Insight first. Um, Tal, you have disadvantage on your wisdom save. Uh, see, inside plus four. Oof. Is it only tell? Is it only tell that has this advantage? Uh, actually, yes. You have flat roll, Torg, which is good because that nat one would be brutal. So, so hold on. I have disadvantage on the insight or the wisdom save. You have disadvantage on the wisdom save. Okay. So, uh, just was it for those listening, with, was um, insight Torik, with disadvantage? No, your insight was straight. Uh, oh. Torig's insight was 24. Um, uh, Mine was 21. Tal's was 21. This guy yeah. is nervous and he lowers his voice when he says it. 
all the signs are there that he seems to be telling the truth. Veskeeg is the name, right? Veskeeg. Veskeeg. Okay. And so I have to do a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Uh, okay. At disadvantage. Damn. Yeah. That 20 would have been nice. 17. Let me just look something up real quick. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Carl, oh, sorry, Torig, you got an 18, and Tal got a 17. Okay, one sec, please. <clears throat> Flip, flip, flip. I should have looked this up beforehand, but you know. I worked in the hut. Okay. All right. Um. So you got the lowest roll was a seventeen. Correct. All right. There is a moment where, and you've been traveling. It's it's been daytime, and all of a sudden. There's this oppressive, almost shuddering dimness outside of the Leoman's tiny hut. It's like this, the sunlight gets turned down and dark falls prematurely. And all around the woods, you get the impression that all these creatures are watching. See these strange little like glowing red eyes in the dark. And um, of all these forest inhabitants suddenly paying marked attention to you and your little group of three huddled within this sphere. The translucent walls seeming to... They're looking in the direction of the sphere, but they're not tracking you directly. And this shudder passes over you like cold chill and it fades and the light gets turned back on and Teague falls to the ground screaming I'm sorry I'm sorry and he's like doing the like scramble around clutching at his neck. Yep. Well. That was a little uncomfortable. Hmm. And then it fades. And he's just gasping on the ground. Do we need anything else from him? Uh, I don't think I have any other questions. But a deal's a deal. Is he like calming down? 
Or is he still kind of... You look down at him and he's... he's You saw him panting for a few seconds and then it's <laughs> suddenly like... <sighs> and then it just stops. Right. And, Are you, uh... You getting it together, Teague? No reply. No. It, does he is he awake? Is he looking at us, or is he? You look down, and his eyes are locked in a straightforward position, off into the forest, and he's been kind of, he's got his hand kind of up under his, like like he's been trying to, and he's just. Is he okay. dead? You can roll a perception check if you... Actually, I'll give this to you for, for free. It takes yeah. you a hot second to realize his skin is this grayish tone. Hmm. Like he's long dead, and you bend down, and you look at him, and it's like, no, that's not skin anymore. That has a look more like stone. Huh. I'm freezing firebolt on him. I'm gonna. All right. Uh, I'm going to do another lay on hands and cure of disease. You bend Five down minutes. and touch the like the firming up arm, and for a second, there's a little bit of a give, like of muscle, and then it's hardening right underneath your grip, and you. Pump uh, a five-point heal into him of of the cure disease, um, and it doesn't seem to slow the effect. Mm. As you see, his hands underneath his skin, like his neck and his face are already that mottled gray, and you see he's running up the arm, just this pattern of gray stone, supplanting the flesh beneath, and his hand. Reach, like he kind of you, you put your hand on his arm to do this and he kind of reaches up and his hands almost brush yours and then and he is turned completely to stone or I guess he shouldn't have given us that name I was gonna let him go you know I wasn't no, it's always better to let at least one go. Tell the story of who you were. Make sure they know your name so they don't mess with you. Mm. Everyone is like trying to like always just, oh, kill them all. But then no one knows to, to steer clear of you. You got to always let one live. You know what I mean? Tell the others, don't mess with these guys. Because otherwise they just don't know any better. They just come at you and then you have to kill so many more of them. That's the way, my friend. That's the way. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I keep telling you. you did. And then sometimes you kill the ones I'm trying to let go. Like, no, no, no. You gotta let at least one go. Right? But can, we, can we develop a brand of something? You know, that it we can... is. It is our brand. No, I mean, like... I mean, like, you know, basically brand a person. You know, like, Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was thinking about doing that. I've got branding smite. 
You've seen okay. me use it. Remember there was some like invisible thing and they're trying mm -hmm. to hide and mm -hmm. I smite and then we saw it. Like remember in the war? Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, something like that. So yeah, like, uh, I, I like. That's I like a good idea. Thinking. We should All let right, them yeah. go, but brand them first with our mark, uh, like right, cattle. Yeah. Yes, yes, you know exactly. What we're gonna do? We're gonna go in the next town, and we're gonna create our own symbol. So that because like it's hard to remember sometimes. Torig and Talathar, like double T something, but exactly. we need to come up with our symbol, Jeez. right? We let one go, and we brand that person. And then everyone will see the brand and they'll know. I'm going to think on this. All right. But, yeah, but in the meantime, I think we should get out. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we, we should get going. going. Yeah, exactly. We get yeah. going. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. right. So we're going to go to our horses and start leaving. The up. The, yeah. yeah. And the dome just fades away as soon as Torig steps out. You mount up and, and it's it's... You know, approaching afternoon now, but there's still a chill in the air that wasn't there before. And you're looking down towards the city, and you and um, it's probably another day or so, maybe a bit more, two, two uh, a couple days probably south from here. But you look off to the west, and you can see the the thick black smoke has started to thin a little bit, where the orc settlement used to be. So you're choosing no. to head on to Ve uh, Tezrel? Yeah, I think so. But I think we're going to want to leave a marker here. As opposed to all the <laughs> dead bodies? Yeah, but like things will get the dead bodies. I mean, I think like we're going to want to leave, like we're going to want to make some type of marking or like, about, not even a marking. How about but, a statue like, of Teague? A statue of Teague. Like we're going to want to at least kind of on a piece of paper, kind of like coordinate like where we were. Because we know we're near the lair, somewhere in the vicinity between here and and the the orchid cabinet. We just need to find like more of our people who are better in the forest, <laughs> a ranger maybe perhaps, and then uh, and then returned for tracking. But we are not trackers, and you know we uh, I recognize that we've we've stumbled into a trap once and could happen again. So we were lucky that they were. Uh, nowhere near our match, but that have you, have, change. Have you even thought of, you know, using Mr. T as a personal brand? And no, yeah, but then Mr. The, T, Mr. T, like Mr. Like that's T, copyrighted. The T's, <laughs> there's nah, because there's two of us. We're, we're like the T team, A team, A T team, the T T, double T. We'll think on this. We'll think on this. <laughs> and they Let's... ride off south <laughs> towards Tazrel. <laughs> I'm gonna need. Are you guys still there? Yeah, yeah. I'm still I feel there. like Gordon just froze. That is a good fro yeah. freeze. Actually, um, <laughs> that's funny. I think he's frozen, isn't he? I almost wanted... Alright. Alright, so you guys ride... Oh, there he's oh, back. He's back. He's back. He's I'm back. back. You guys were free... Okay, I probably uh, had an internet hiccup. Alright. Yeah, the interweebs did not like us for a minute there. That's alright. That's alright. So, the two of you ride off south 
carrying on your conversation of branding and and your voices echo in the forest as you leave and behind you this statue of this fallen cultist reaching out and I think we're gonna I think that's a pretty good pause point for tonight I get the terrible twos terrible twos <laughs> Cut right, to, good pause, good pause. <laughs> cut to a cave not too far away. Two crossbowmen <sighs> run into the cave. Do you think they followed us? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, good. I'm going to make a report. You watch the entrance. And the crossbowman walks into the cave, twists and turns a long way in, a memorized route. Pitfalls and troubles. He was always told never to deviate from this path. And tonight he didn't, or this afternoon, I should say. He carries word of two possible agents of the Mage Tower in the midst, nearing Tezrel. And he calls out into the darkened cave. My master, we had spies in our midst. He continues on at length, describing the encounter, describing each of you in detail, what you wore, what you looked like. And after a time, almost breathless, speaking into the dark, he, he hears a reply. Don't follow them into the city. And when the time is right, Bring them before me. The crossbowman stumbles backwards, turns around, and flees the cave on a new mission. And that, I think, is where we're going to leave for tonight. Perfect. Perfect. Well done, Todd. I think that was a. Uh, All right. That was a good part of a one shot. Yeah, yeah that was fun. I'm super glad we managed to cram it in. Yeah. Thank you so much, and thanks, guys, for playing. I really had. I was jonesing. I was jonesing to play. <laughs> I have all this time, and I was just like, oh, I can't play. So thank that, you both. That can easily that. I don't know how you have the, the, the campaign plan, but that could easily transition into, you know, the opening of the campaign. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So we'll see see where things go. Tonight I was thinking this might set the set the groundwork, or it could just be a literal one-shot, and it, it really came down to a couple of key decisions. Um, your decision to... I'm, 
I don't know if we'll ever meet these two again, but your decision to carry on to Tezrel saved your goddamn lives. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that right up front. Awesome. Although you guys mopped the floor with those guys, but I feel like I hurt Torig pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh... I'm just curious, DM courtesy, how many hit points did you have left? I had 27 left out of 37. Oh, you were fine. That oh, yeah. fear, those two fear effects were clutch. Oh my god. I was just like, well, this is not as hard as I thought it would be. Um, ah. Oh, hey, welcome back. Interweebs. All I heard was this might set the groundwork or... <laughs> <laughs> or destroy you all forever and ever. Now, we were just doing a quick recap. Um, Oh, by the way, either of you, if you have a name, title, suggestion, or anybody on the Interweebs has a name, title, suggestion, I'm happy to uh, work it in. What do you think? Did he did he do a one-liner that I missed and then he left? He's frozen again. He's happy about his suggestion. He's Look at damn that. pleased He's... about that though. It was a good yeah. line. I could tell by that face. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's it for the game tonight. I was very curious to see where that was going to go, but uh, I'm excited. And. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing again uh, on the regular on Fridays and seeing where this goes. I definitely am happy about that. And I can tell Gordon's happy about that. Look at that mug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I gotta go. Peace out. See you, man. Have a very happy uh, holiday. Very Merry Christmas. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful time with your family. Stay safe. And uh, Likewise. And... I guess uh, we'll see you back here in a couple weeks. And obviously, if you want to message me, you know how to do it. Sounds good, brother. All right, good night. Take man. care. And um, any last words there, Frozen Gord? Now they're both frozen. I guess, I guess that's that's it. We're, we'll call it there for the night. All right. Thanks very much for joining us, everybody. Uh, don't forget, you can check this out on podcasts. Uh, give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a plus, uh, sub, uh, whatever thing you're choosing to join us on. Um, so you get the updates and when we're playing live. Or if we put out some new stuff on um, podcasts. Uh, so we do Podbean, but we do iTunes, all the other podcast places, Spotify, uh, all of it. Uh, so come check that out. If you want, you can check out our previous stuff do session zero or this session one half uh and uh my name's Todd, and uh you can also see us on youtube and don't forget to hit that su subscribe it'd be really nice to get an, a live audience going interacting a lot here that'd be wonderful oh and gordon's back gordon i was just I'm giving back. the, the Damn, internet it's crapping out that's all good man it's all good you move move to the boondocks so that's what you get yeah i know i actually have fiber okay. off here yeah, you got pretty it's good internet. Pretty good. Just time. tonight, it seems to be hiccuping. Uh, weird. That's weird. Oh, I just realized yeah. I left on a couple of my things. I should turn off. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Um, so you did you have a name title suggestion for tonight? Yeah, drinking game. Drinking game. Oh, that is good. <laughs> that is good. Drinking game. I love it. I love it so much. All right. Thanks so much.
All right, uh, I was just signing off and saying goodnight, but I do hope you have a wonderful, happy holiday. Um, yeah, and with you, you and your family, stay safe, stay healthy. Same to you. I'm really you excited. You guys are down to... for a game next week? Let me know. I might be, actually. Between, um, uh, I'm doing a bit of travel for, for Christmas, but um, I'll be back. And uh, we'll, we'll see you on the, on the thumb. On the thumbs. On the thumbs. But, um, and then Friday the 7th is our first live game. Uh, for officially session one. You, so, uh, yes, I sent you my character sheet. Yeah, that looks cool. I'm yes. looking forward to figuring out how to work that in. I was the... actually going to play one of the characters at first, but I was like, well, I don't know if this is like set in, in the past or not. And like, that would have been weird. But like, I figured, you know what? I'm going to go this other route. No, and, the way uh... things worked out, this is very contemporary. And actually, like you said, this could lead into that game. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm cool. excited. A couple of faction agents going through and stirring up the shit. Yeah, it's Help. gonna be good. All right, yeah. man. So thanks very okay. much. Uh, I'm just gonna end up the thing. If you want to hang out, I can hang out a bit. But uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, all right, stick around for the credits for all the Creative Commons music, and uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and all that nonsense. And thanks very much. Bye, everybody. Have a happy holiday. Stay safe. Cheers. Happy holiday. side note about all the licenses and copyrights involved our music is all creative commons attribution music on our live stream video feed or youtube replay or twitch vod we always attribute each individual artist so be sure to check out those individual artist attributions lots of love to so many people who make their work available so that we can do what we do so thank you it influences our game it makes it immeasurably better so so much appreciation for them let's not forget the makers of the game Dungeons and Dragons is copywritten by Wizards of the Coast. They own it, they make it available to all of us to play, and it's wonderful. We are in no way affiliated with them, and nor do they endorse this podcast, but we are very appreciative. The other game we often play is Shadowrun, which is Catalyst Games, and again, we are not affiliated with them, and they do not endorse us, but we really appreciate their game, and we hope you appreciate our game. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitch and YouTube and watch for those live games once we're streaming them out. And of course, we do accept suggestions for names, so please hit us up on Instagram and name our stuff. All right, thanks so much. I'm Todd, and this has been SideQuest Live. We'll see you again soon.